0: Do you think you're being shorted on miles on this episode of driven too far we're going to tackle that number one complaint from drivers hello i'm andrew winkler and this is driven too far the truth about trucking a podcast that helps over the road truck drivers balance career and family on today's episode of the podcast we're going to tackle the number one complaint by drivers and that's to dispatch saying i don't have enough miles or i'm not getting the loads i want before we go there, I want to take you back just a little bit. And from time to time, you know, I struggle just a little bit coming up with content or, gosh, what am I going to come up with next? But it almost never fails. If I just look within my own organization, uh, a lot of times there's inspiration right there. And it and it just happened again last week. So uh, I'm going to tell you a story about a driver named Joe. And Joe's not his real name, but Joe uh, drives for, for my fleet. And Joe's a great guy so I would consider him a top five percenter in the fleet he's company OTR guy Um, he's active in the fleet he lives by our core values with safety Uh, he does everything right he's on time Um, like I said he's active in safety meetings and company events and he shows up when he should Uh, he's a positive voice but I can't help uh or i can't ignore the idea that once in a while he stops in and he'll drop a comment maybe just in passing or maybe he wants to discuss a little bit deeper and and it's usually about loads or miles you know if he had one point where he's not always satisfied that's it so he's the inspiration for this episode today and you know, I've heard the same complaint for the, the almost 30 years that I've been in the business, and it's and it's a driver basically saying, hey, I'm not getting enough miles. A couple of the other things that I hear uh, once in a while in the fleet is maybe a certain group of drivers is getting preferential treatment on loads, or I can never get the long loads. I always get stuck with the short loads, but more often than not, it's just, I'm not getting enough miles. So there it is, the low miles complaint. I think that's probably the biggest complaint I've heard over my entire career, and it didn't matter what carrier uh, I was working for or associated with. That's just just the way it is. Drivers equate their pay to miles, and why wouldn't they, right? When you think about it, uh, most of you are paid by the mile. So when you're disappointed in the bank account, uh, on Friday, or what you think is going to be there and it doesn't show up, you just come back to the miles thing and says dispatch isn't giving me enough miles. That's why I'm not making the money I need to be making or expect to make. But I want to take a little bit deeper dive today into that because I think it's more than just the miles. Uh, I kind of want to peel back the layers a little bit and see if we can't get to the root cause of that driver complaint with low miles. Drivers, like I said, they equate. They equate their pay to miles, and when the pay's short, they think it's because the miles are short, and, and that does make some sense. But I think that's maybe more of a symptom, uh, and I think there might be some underlying causes if, if we look into it together. So that's my goal today, is to help you uh, maybe understand when the paycheck is short, what's really going on there, and what's causing that at the root. The first thing a lot of drivers are noticing uh, today, specifically in this market, in the place we're in right now, is freight has slowed down on a national level right now. There's not as much demand for the trucks as there has been over the last couple years. And and drivers are feeling that, probably at your company too, where uh, the freight, there just isn't quite as much freight in the network for your carrier. Um, and then maybe it's even taken more time between loads so you're kind of feeling that where you know when things are hustling and things are busy is dispatches on you they may have your next couple loads planned ahead for you because we got to go 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 Uh, the customers are really pushing us and there's a lot of demand for our services so if that is truly the case um, or the cause of our low income is just slower freight lower miles per week and stuff what exactly is the fix and how do we get to that uh, one of the things I would recommend you do is, first of all, I think it's got to start with communication. And that's between you and your dispatcher, driver manager, fleet manager, whatever you call it at your company. But when things get slow, you need to increase the amount of communication you have with, with your dispatcher. Um, one of the things that's going to happen, and way I always did, it was, you know, the squeaky wheel, so to speak, gets the grease, right? But you want to be top of mind uh, with your dispatcher. So, If you know you're getting empty uh, and you're running on time, make sure they know that. Call your dispatcher a couple times a day or message or however your company does it. But make sure when more loads come into the system and new loads come into the system, Make sure you're top of mind with your dispatcher so they know, oh, you know, Joe was asking for a longer load, so let's get him on this. If you never speak up and never say anything, there's a good chance you're just going to get whatever they throw you, and there's a good chance you're probably not going to be happy with some of that. Make sure you're doing a good job communicating your arrival times. Uh, Let your dispatcher know, hey, I'm on time, I've got hours to run, so as soon as I'm empty, I'm ready for my next assignment. Uh, watch your hours, make sure you're communicating hours. So whether you have hours to burn or maybe you don't, maybe you're running tight on hours, make sure your dispatcher knows that. So the more communication you have, the better they can plan for you. And I think the one piece of advice I'd give to, it doesn't matter if you're a company guy, owner operator, whatever that is, but uh, just be a little bit more aggressive with your communication. And by aggressive, I mean uh, more frequent and with purpose. But It doesn't mean you have to be a jerk or anything like that, like you're demanding stuff, but just be a little more aggressive in the way you communicate with your dispatcher. Again, you got to stand up for yourself. If you're not there asking specifically asking for what you want and making sure your dispatch is clear and they've probably talked to 25 other drivers since the last time they talked to you, you got to continuously uh, talk to that dispatcher and make sure that you're you're top of mind and they know exactly what you're looking for. So when it does pop up, you're the first person they'll call. Low miles are certainly a, a reason why your income could be down, but there's something else that almost never gets brought up. I think the, the low miles thing is it's right on the surface and that's where most drivers take it. Uh, but I want to talk about Time because as a driver you exchange your time for income and what's unique about you getting paid by the mile is even when you're exchanging that time for income is you're not unless the wheels are turning you know you're not getting paid and you certainly know that and your dispatcher knows that as well but lost time you need to think about this. Lost time is also a lost opportunity for income. So one of the things I want to make clear on this is that I'm not taking sides at all. I'm kind of I'm neutral in this and I'm trying to look at this objectively saying, "Okay, the the complaint from the driver is I'm not getting enough miles." What I think the driver is actually telling me or what I believe you're trying to relay is that I'm not happy with my income. So just because you say miles doesn't mean that's really what's going on. A better way for you to present that to your dispatcher, your operations manager, whoever you're going to talk to, is I need to talk about my income. My income is not meeting my expectations and we need to figure out together what's the reason for that. So low miles could certainly be a part of that, but I think what you're going to find out is the time is probably even a bigger Issue because it works both for you and the company. You both have to be uh, focused on time to make sure we're efficiently using your available hours as a driver. So where could you be losing time as a driver? You know, trucking is certainly not a perfect industry, and and we know that. If you've worked in it for any amount of time, uh, it's imperfect, it's got a lot of inefficiencies, and part of the reason for that is there's so many moving parts. You know, if we as a truck line could actually control um, every aspect of our business, we could become a lot more efficient at it. But the reality is you're relying on Uh, equipment to work. You're relying on shippers and receivers uh, to keep their word for appointments and and shipping schedules. Uh, There's the weather. There's the traffic. There's just so many different pieces uh, that have to all come together to make sure you have a, a good, successful trip. Sometimes it's very difficult to do that. One of the things I want to do is talk about you know what's in your control and what's not in your control as a driver. So first of all, let's just knock out the things that are not in your control: weather, traffic, uh, certainly are not in your control. Uh, a lot of times, the shippers, receivers, whatever that is, you know, you show up on time like you're supposed to. They're not ready for you. Uh, there's some kind of delay there. It's probably best if you just you look at it and say, you know what, those things are out of my control. They're not worth the stress. So just stop stressing about those things. But what I would like to focus on is the things you can either control or have a significant impact on because those are the things, if you start to control the things you can or have impact on, then those are the things that are also gonna impact your, your overall income. And that's really what we're trying to do is maximize your income. So what do you have control over? First of all, you have control over you. And what I mean by that is you have 100% control of how you react to situations and how you handle them. You have control over your time. Now, where you may not have control over other people's time and how they influence you, uh, you certainly have imp- you certainly have control over your time, meaning how you decide to use your day, how you decide to use your hours of service, when you're at home time, uh, when it's time to go back to work, you do have control over those things. You have control over safety in the way that you can be responsible for your own actions. So make sure you're never taking shortcuts uh, when it comes to safety. Uh, Do the things you should be doing as a professional driver equipment's kind of a tough one, but uh, I definitely feel like you have influence over uh, how reliable your equipment is. So they're mechanical uh, pieces. We don't know if they're going to break down, but when you think about your job as a driver to do your pre and post trips every day, you, you certainly have an impact on that. So you could skip that 10 or 15 minute pre trip in the morning, you could pencil whip it like a lot of people do and say you did it. But did you actually get out and look for potential issues? Because when you, as soon as you start your trip and you get down the road and you have a breakdown, I can almost guarantee you that that flat tire or whatever the problem is, is gonna take you hours to fix which is a heck of a lot more than, than the 15 minutes it might have cost you to catch it ahead of time and address it right then and there. So you certainly have, an. Uh, while you can't prevent uh, all mechanical failures, you certainly have an impact in the ability to catch some of those um, ahead of time, which which will save you money. And let's face it, if, if you can catch those things and uh, you don't have as much downtime, that's going to impact your income. And that's really what we're talking about here is how do we maximize your income every week? That's what we're talking about here with the trucks. As as long as you're doing your pre-trips and your post-trips and you're actively trying to catch those uh, potential hazards or breakdowns before they happen, uh, you're going to end up saving time and it's going to put more money in your pocket. Communication. You definitely have 100% control over your communication with your company, whether you're dealing with maintenance, safety, operations, whoever it is, uh, even the shippers and the receivers. Now, we can't control how they communicate or the lack of their communication uh, that may cause delays, but at least do your part. Step up and make sure you're doing everything you can to communicate so people know exactly where you're at, you're running on time, exactly when you're going to arrive, and how many hours you have uh, when you get unloaded. So I want to go back to the story of uh, Joe, my driver, uh, a little bit and tell you. So for a couple um, couple weeks, so Joe's, when he's in the office, he usually makes a, a, a point to stop in and just say hello. Uh, sometimes he comes in and wants to visit a little bit. Uh, sometimes it's just checking in. He's just a good guy. He wants to know what's going on. So I appreciate that about him. Um but I can't ignore the times that I've heard him say, even if it's in passing, that he's either uh, not happy with his miles or he feels like another group of drivers is maybe getting preferential treatment uh, with the loads and he's missing out and he doesn't feel like that's that's fair. So after he left this last week and, and I kind of heard it again, I go, listen, man, I got to get to the bottom of this. What is really going on? Is there really a dispatch issue going on, uh, where there's somebody else getting you know what he calls good loads, um, or is that just a perception of his because of you know is it driver talk is it something else that's going on? Uh, you can't put it above a driver to kind of brag so to speak and maybe even embellish some things sometimes. And uh, I'll just tell you guys that <laughs> drivers mess with you sometimes, so take a lot of it with a grain of salt. It's not always true. Some guys really get off on just, you know, messing with other drivers and seeing if they can get them wound up. So don't don't always fall for that. And if you do think there's an issue, then at least take the time to go talk to your dispatcher or somebody in your office and say, listen, I keep hearing this. Uh, is this really the case or what's going on here? So anyways, take it with a grain of salt. So back to joe anyways again i uh i i owe it to him you right i want to find out what's going on is there merit to what he's saying or is it a perception issue on his part and regardless of what it is i don't care if it's a driver issue or a dispatch issue i just i want to be able to fix it and help him so he doesn't feel uh like he's missing out on something so the first thing i do usually when I have a driver talk to me about low miles is I'll pull a report right I'm looking at 30 60 days worth of history and the initial report I pulled had origin destinations pickup dates and arrival dates and in in the miles loaded and empty miles and that's about all it it has so it wasn't super detailed but I could definitely see a 60-day history of where he'd been what he's doing and it, when I look at the dates, a lot of times you can pick up on large gaps in the dates. So what I can f- figure out pretty quickly is when they go home. When I see several days you know, between a delivery and the next ship date, I go, okay, it looks like he was near his house. He This must have been his home time for that week, whatever it was. So I did that, and I found three different areas where he was headed home over that 60-day period. And Joe usually goes home every two weeks, so I was a little bit surprised there wasn't a fourth, but there wasn't. It didn't tell me everything I wanted to know. What I want to know is I actually needed specific times in there, because what I was starting to think was, you know, if his arrangement with dispatchers expectation was, I run for two weeks, I go home for three days. So it looks like dispatch is hidden that home time, but what I was seeing was much larger gaps. Uh, when he went home, it wasn't three days. It wasn't even four days. What I was seeing was five days, six days when he was going home. I said, okay, now we're on to something. Because if his expectation is that, you know, he's going to run two weeks at a time, take three days off, uh, and then all of a sudden he's taking extra home time, uh, that's costing him money. Now, I don't know who's. Uh, who's responsible for that whether he's requested that rather uh, dispatch sent him home early or maybe didn't get him out of the house when they were supposed to so i'll find all that stuff out but the first first step was uh, just identifying the issue that he's taken more time off than he should or is scheduled to do what's that cost well as an over-the-road company driver, you know you should be making two to three hundred dollars per day in income. So all of a sudden, if you're taking two extra days every time you you swing through the house, that's six hundred bucks. It's five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks, something like that. That's not hitting your paycheck. And remember, what started this complaint and this issue was I'm not making enough money. I'm not making the income that I think I should be making. And the initial thought was, it's because my miles are too low. Well, he may be right there, because if you're spending a couple extra days at the house every time you go home, that's two days you didn't run miles, and that's two days worth of income you never earned. So what I don't know yet is whether dispatch was sending him home early, um, whether something happened at the house. So I've got some more investigating to do, but it was, it was good to find that uh, and understand that. What I've seen happen, uh, not with this guy specifically, but if our guys go home every two weeks, it's like sometimes we get close to the house and we're scheduled for our home time within the next couple days. Sometimes dispatch will send them home early. Well, I couldn't find him another short load to keep him moving, so I just send him home early. That's Okay. But keep in mind, it's going to cost somebody. It's going to cost the company revenue on the truck or on the asset, and it's going to cost the driver money in his bank account. So if you go home early or if dispatch sends you home early, are you willing to come out of the house early? That's really the discipline that you need to have as a driver. I know it's hard to do. You know, you go home and it's that emotional connection with the family, the kids, the wife, whatever it is. You haven't seen them for two weeks. Gosh, yeah, you want to spend all the time you can with them. Of course you do. But there's a consequence to that. And you have to figure out if that consequence is worth it. So the consequence is you're going to have a shorter paycheck. And is that going to cause more issues for you a week from now when the pay comes out and it's short. It's not what it should be. Is it gonna put you in a tight space when it comes to paying the bills? So really I think the advice is have an arrangement with your family understanding, listen, I'm going to go out and work this amount of time. I'm going to come home for this amount of hours or specific days, whatever it is. And as soon as that time's up, I've got to get back to work. I've got to climb back in the truck because you know you guys are counting on me. Uh, We got to pay the bills. We got to pay the rent and all those things like that. The other thing that you know, kind of comes out of that when I get ready to ask the question. So maybe I find out the dispatch is sending him home early because, yeah, you know, it takes, we didn't have anything on the board to keep him busy for another day or two before he went home. So it was just easier to send him home. I get it, but that's not fair to the driver. And it's not helping us pay for the asset either. So if that's the case, then I certainly have to have a talk with our operations group and just show them what that decision is, is costing us. And if you send them home early, great. Try to get them out of the house early, too. So we're, we're limiting the amount of home time and the downtime on the, on the asset itself when i looked at joe's uh detailed history and i was looking at the times the other thing i did see in there too it wasn't all about the home time i did see some inefficiencies uh with the dispatch meaning there was too much time between dispatches so i've again i've got to have a conversation with operations i've got to make them aware of that and when the when the planners and the driver managers are you know they're working with 30 35 guys and or gals uh, a day they don't always take that next step they need to when they think about how is this decision affecting our drivers and their income and how could i do that different so we definitely need to make our, our operations people aware of those gaps and what that actually costs now maybe they've done everything they could to reasonably you know get that truck moving again And there just wasn't the freight there so that could certainly happen if i was a driver in that situation and if i'm doing everything i should be doing as a driver i'm on time i'm running the miles you give me uh and dispatch can't find me that next load or they find me the next load but maybe it doesn't pick up till tomorrow remember when i said stand up for yourself well that means right there saying listen Mr. Fleet Manager, I'm here. I've got hours to... I'm ready to go. I just need my next assignment. And if they don't have it for you, then I think it's fair that you ask the company to compensate you for that. Compens- be compensated for the time you're ready to work. You know, that's that's on them. They've got to step up and own that problem. And if your company isn't doing that, or you're not asking for that compensation, they're probably going to continue to run over the top of you, and not pay you those things. So you have to ask. This is that area where you got to stand up for yourself, and you're not asking for anything out of line. You're just saying, "Hey, I just want to be compensated for the time I'm ready to work, and and you couldn't you couldn't find me the load." When you go home as a driver, honor your home time schedule with your dispatcher and this is a i don't know if drivers realize this or not but i think one of the things that happens is a truck goes home driver goes home maybe on a friday and he says i'll I'll be ready monday morning one of the things we try to coach our team to do is we say before that driver goes home on friday make sure he or she knows what his next load is monday and our expectation is when you're coming out of the house on monday that means seven or eight o'clock in the morning on monday not 10 or 1 when you kind of get up and around. No, it's you're ready to work on Monday. So if we have that uh, next pickup information ready for you, that's the expectation that you're going to climb in the truck Monday morning uh, and you've got your load. You already know where you're going, what you're doing specifically with owner-operators this happens, uh, but it also happens with company guys too, but they kind of let the time creep on them. Yeah, Monday comes around and boy, I'm not really feeling it. Or maybe the kids you know, don't want you to leave or uh, put a little emotional pressure on you. Um, but you have to be disciplined to do that. You have to be ready to go. So one of the things I see though is drivers calling dispatch or sending a message because they don't want to call and say, "Eh, I'm not feeling well today. I'll pick up on Tuesday. Okay, I mean, maybe that's the case. Maybe you're not feeling good. And if that's the case, you know, from a safety perspective, we don't want you out on the road either. But if you keep abusing that every time you go home, we're gonna see that pattern. And I want you to understand that you just cost yourself 300 bucks for the day. Because remember, that's your daily revenue as a company guy. Uh, if it's if you're an owner operator it's probably much higher than that at least double that or maybe even more that's revenue you didn't put on your your business or your truck and it's time which means you're never gonna get it back so this whole idea that i'm gonna i'm gonna put in for three days off and i'll stretch it to four i'll stretch it to five or i'll decide not to pick up the phone when dispatch calls don't do it uh you know i'll just I'd tell you, in our organization, we wouldn't put up with that very long. So don't do it. It's not worth it. Be honorable. Honor that home time when you go home. Uh, We're already looking for a load for you to come out of the house before you ever step foot in the house. And that's the way it needs to work. We need to try to be as efficient as possible for both of us. What about the complaint about longer miles? You know, most guys I know uh, enjoy the longer runs. we're flatbed carriers, so I know specifically for us that's the case because when you do the short runs or the regional runs, that means the driver's touching the freight, touching the trailer, he's tying down, he's securing the load, and you're doing that more often, like on a daily basis. If you can get a nice long run, 1,200, 1,500 miles, then maybe it's two or three days before you have to touch that that load and that, that trailer again. So I certainly understand that, but what I do want you to understand is short miles are not necessarily a bad thing. Now, in our case, we compensate drivers a lot of different ways. So they're going to get their mileage pay. They're probably going to get a mini pay, something, uh, anything under 400 miles, we throw an extra $100, $200 bill at them uh, to help compensate for the short miles. And what we're trying to do is compensate them for a full day's work. So you have 11 hours worth of driving, you technically could be doing, we want to make sure that you're earning that 10 or 11 hours worth of work. Even if you only had to drive five hours for the day, there's got to be something extra in it for you. You have to earn a full day's wage. That's not your fault that the freight we had was short, but it's customer freight. We need to move it regardless. So the point is long loads are great, but don't judge things by the miles of the load, the length of the load. Focus on the income per day that you're making as a driver. So, if you're gonna make 250, 300 bucks for a nice five, 600 mile day, then you should be able to make that same kind of income if you're having a short load for the day. Maybe you're only running 250 miles for the day, something like that. Ask dispatch for extra compensation to make up that gap. That's not your fault. That that's all they had in the, on the board was the shorter mile stuff, and and we shouldn't hold that against our drivers. So I'm anxious to uh, you know get back, and I'll have a conversation with with driver Joe before uh, this episode airs. Um, but it's a it's a conversation that we need to have together, and I think it's going to be a discovery process with he and I talking with the understanding that it's probably a little bit of both is what's going on. It's probably a little bit of him throwing an extra day or two in there with his home time uh, going on there. And then, like I said, I know we identified some inefficiencies in operations where there was just a little bit too much lag or time between uh, being empty and that that next load. So I think while we work together, we can accomplish that. Now, if I was to circle back and kind of summarize everything we just talked about, the point I was trying to make is drivers like to complain about low miles, or that's their number one complaint, but it may not be the case. Let's make it perfectly clear that your real complaint is that I'm not making the money. I'm not making the income that I need to. And then sit down with your, your dispatcher, your operations manager, somebody you trust in the organization to work through it. Let's get the data and let's figure out what's really going on here. Because if we get to the root cause of the issue, then we can fix it together. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. To check out all our driver resources, visit us at driven2far.com.